The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus. But the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons. The younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance in a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough to eat food to eat? But here I am, dying of hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your sons. Treat me as you would treat me, one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants, Quickly, bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again, he was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field, and on his way back as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry. And when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf? He said to him, My son... You are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother is dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is the Gospel of the Prodigal Son, which is probably one of the most recognizable Gospels. That, and I would say, the Good Samaritan story. The Good Samaritan story and this Prodigal Son, which is, interestingly enough, both of them are unique to the Gospel of Luke. That's just an interesting fact, doesn't really, you know, but it's uh, important in the midst of it all. 
In this story, it it strikes in many different ways. And I think it, it specifically talks about this relationship that we have with the Father in heaven, right? But it kind of deals with here a lot, a wide range of things. And certainly all parables, all metaphors break down at a certain point. But there is such rich, richness here that we can really kind of uh, meditate on, kind of soak on, and kind of pull out so much more. Within this relationship, within these three relationships, we see the interactions of rights and responsibilities. So the first son, of course, comes to the father, and he has a relationship with his father. He also has rights and responsibilities. He's been responsible up to this point of probably doing his chores and everything else. But he also has a right to an inheritance. That's an inheritance that has been given, and, and he demands it, right? He kind of focuses, as opposed to the responsibility of taking care of his father... He just focuses on his right that he has to these gifts, to this inheritance that he has. And this focus on just rights in the midst of it all actually severs the relationship with his father. He says, I want my right, I want my right to my inheritance that is as if you were dead, right? Because when do you get an inheritance? You get an inheritance when somebody dies. You're dead to me. I just want your gift to me, right? Now, he had a right to it, but this severs the relationship. We sometimes think about it and experience it in our own way. Certainly there's relationship is, uh, is very, you know, tumultuous at times, right? There's ups, there's lows, there's highs. There are certain times when we break our relationship so much with someone that we no longer speak, we no longer interact. Within the church, we speak about this in our relationship with God, that there are certain actions that we do that at times sever our relationship so clearly that we even die in our relationship with God. Those are called, called mortal sins. Serious sins that we know are serious and that we, we commit with, with freedom in a sufficient amount of will. The younger son does this. He mortally severs his relationship with his father and kind of kills that relationship. Now, why again, right? He focuses on the rights. He focuses on the gift as opposed to the relationship with the giver. We do this at different times in our relationship with the world as well. When we focus sometimes on the gifts of this world, on the material gifts or the other good things that God has given us over... The giver who is God himself, right? He gives us these gifts because we have a right to them as his creation, as his sons and daughters. But it's silly to think that these gifts are more important than the relationship with him himself. We think about it in situations where there are so many good things that you can do on Sunday, right? There's so much beautiful nature in the North Woods that rightfully so is a gift from God. But if those gifts of God trump or take over that relationship and responsibility of going to Mass on Sunday, we sever our relationship with God in a serious way. Because we're placing these gifts and our inheritance and right 
over our responsibility that helps feed our relationship with God. But thankfully, that's never the end of the story. Even in mortal sin, that's not the end of the story. That in fact, God's grace and His desire for us starts to work at the instant that we fall from Him. That even though that we break our relationship with Him, He continues to seek us out. But there's always two people in a relationship, right? And so even though that He desires to reconcile us with Him, we need to respond as well and cooperate with, with that. Interestingly enough, the son, as he goes away, is just fine and content when he's got all the gifts that is from the giver. But when he squanders those things, an amazing things happen. He could have just remained away from the relationship with his father. But God uses something to bring them back into relationship. And it's kind of an unusual thing. It's a thing of tragedy. It's tragedy. He would have been okay and survived for much longer, except a severe famine strikes the land. Which you think, right? That's a terrible thing. Nobody wants a famine to strike a land, but yet that is the very thing, that very suffering, that very difficulty is actually what drives the younger son back into relationship with his father. Because he thinks, hey, it's terrible here, right? Without the giver of the good gifts and the wasting of the good gifts, I no longer can enjoy them in the proper order. And so I'm at a loss, right? And so in that suffering, which actually here is actually a moment of grace, starts that travel, that journey back to relationship with the Father who is looking out for him, who is waiting for him, who just wants him back safe and sound. But it's funny the way that the son comes back, right? Before he was all about his rights as a son to that inheritance. But then he forgets his rights. Even though that he broke that relationship, he still has a right to a relationship with the father as father. But he comes just as a servant. He just says, you know, just accept me back just as a servant. I know that I don't deserve anything more. But the Father bestows so much more. How often do we at times go to the Father and just ask for the absolute bare minimum? Right? I think about it sometimes going to Mass, maybe, or, or going to prayer in general. We just ask for the absolute bare minimum. Father, I just hope that I'm not super distracted at Mass. I hope I'm not too bored. I hope I get something out of it, right? We like just ask for like the absolute bare minimum. Just, just give me just something, just a scrap, right? But the Father desires not to just give us the scraps, not to just treat us as a servant, even though that we have at times broken our relationship with Him. But He desires to reconcile us and treat us in that right as a son and daughter in our baptism, which can never be taken away, even if at times we don't always live it out. Now think of that relationship with that son that now has been reconciled. Do you think he, that son is going to be worried about the responsibilities that he has in relationship with the father? No. He's experienced that relationship and he now understands his rights and responsibilities. 
We ourselves, when we go to the sacrament of reconciliation, have an opportunity to reconcile that relationship and understand that right that we have to reconcile with Him, that love and mercy of the Father which is boundless. But also in that, we also continually are reminded of a responsibility to that relationship as well. And in that mercy, in that understanding of the great love that the Father has, our responsibility should pale in comparison to the great gifts that the Father gives us. And the sacrament of reconciliation is, every single sacrament of reconciliation is this story of the prodigal son. Even if it's not mortal sins, if it's venial sins, there is still some break of relationship and coming back. But in the sacrament it, within mortal sins, or, or maybe if someone's been away from the church or been away from the sacrament of reconciliation for you know two years, three years, five years, 20 years, 50 years, Every single time, it's a celebration when somebody comes back to the sacrament of reconciliation because they are choosing to return to the Father who has been waiting for them in the sacrament, right? Who has been calling them forth slowly in the sacrament of grace. But interestingly enough, this um, story is about the prodigal son and is about the Father but it's actually addressed not for those two people, right? The father already, well, you know, in this, in this relationship. Who's actually the person that he's addressing? He's addressing in this not sinners who need to know the mercy of God. He actually is addressing the Pharisees and scribes who don't appreciate the Lord's mercy and forgiveness. He's actually addressing the people who most identify with the third person in this story, the older son. The older son who understands his relationship with the father simply in terms of responsibility and does not understand his rights as a son. He understands the father more as a master and lord understands his responsibility and is willing to work, but never understands what that relationship with the Father truly is. And so there's this really sad part at the end, right? Where the Son doesn't want to celebrate, right? With rightfully so, because we can experience it in different ways where, where somebody comes back and we're like, we, they, they don't deserve the Father's mercy or love. Like, they have messed up and they deserve to suffer, Right? But the father just understands that this person was dead and they've come back to life. It also reminds us in that, again, this suffering, in this difficulty, in this kind of working out, the father is the one who approaches the son and comes to him to reconcile that relationship and remind him and say, yeah, you, you're, you are a great son. You fulfill the responsibility. You come to Mass. You, you go out and work in the field. You put in long hours. But don't you understand that, that you also, everything that I have is yours? Don't you understand the love that I have for you? That if the same thing happened, I would also love you in the same way? That really every single day that you've always been with me to be able to celebrate and that everything is yours? We ourselves come here at times like the older son, only understanding our responsibility to God and not understanding what He desires to give us. We ask for too little, not too much. Every single Mass is a celebration of killing the fattened calf. 
of celebrating because you've come once again to be with the Father who hopefully you've been with always. But don't accept just too little. Don't forget the Lord's mercy. Don't forget your rights and what God desires to give you in His relationship with you. He desires not to just give you a symbol of the Last Supper, not just an experience and a remembrance of the Last Supper 2,000 years ago, but He desires to give you a, a true experience and a true encounter with the Last Supper. He desires to not just give you a symbol of His body and blood, something for you to remember, but actually give you His very body, blood, soul, and divinity. Now, we don't always experience that, and why? Sometimes we experience, and we say, well, God hasn't even given me anything, right? He hasn't even given me, you haven't even given me a goat to feast on with my friends. Well, where's the break in relationship? The Father is willing to give us the fattened calf. He's giving us everything. He's giving us His very self. But yet, it's often ourself who only receive the scraps. Only are open to responsibility and not open to the gift. May we remember the prodigal son. May we remember all the persons, the the prodigal son, the older son, the father, his mercy and love. And remember that relationship that we ourselves are called to in the gifts from the giver in our rights and responsibilities to the mercy and the relationship that He desires to give us.